This is the High School Football America podcast for July 17, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, going up a little bit further north than we did yesterday. We're in Alabama on the High School Football America podcast, and today we go to Tennessee. Outside of Nashville, we're going to talk about a team that finished number 24 in the High School Football America 100 in 2018, the Oakland Patriots winning their first 6A state championship under head coach Kevin Creasy, and he is going to be joining us in just a second. going to give you a couple of facts because it was a super year last year, a 14-1 run. 637 points, only 88 given up. It was a very dominating year for the Patriots. And this year, heading into uh, the 2019 season, the preseason 100 is out. And once again, the Patriots find themselves in the mix, and they are landing at number 57. And Coach is on the line now to introduce us to his team this year. Welcome to the show, Coach. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, you know, I can't remember the last time we had a coach on from Tennessee. It's been a while. So what I'm going to do here is uh, let you uh, give the people around the country a chance to uh, hear a little bit about the, uh, the tradition there at the program. How does football fit into the community at Oakland High School and the surrounding area there? Uh, I think I saw something a few years ago. You were talking about uh, tradition goes pretty far back. So uh, why don't we give the, the snapshot there before we get into this year and the kids? Absolutely. Uh, we're located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and uh, for the longest time, there were two high schools, Riverdale and Oakland, and uh, they both played at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State uh, Stadium, and they were big rivals, uh, but there's been a lot of growth over the last uh, decade or so. Murfreesboro is one of the fastest growing cities in the southeast, and so with that, a lot of different uh, high schools opening up and and so uh, we're we're lucky to be one of the one of the two that have a lot of tradition and have a lot of alumni, a lot of fans, and uh, with that goes a lot of responsibilities. And uh, we've uh, been lucky enough to win four state championships. I think Riverdale has won uh, five, and uh, we've played in three that we came up short. And I think Riverdale's played in four that they they've uh, come up a little short. Uh, so there's been a lot of state championship games uh, played. Uh, having teams from Murfreesboro in the mix and uh, hopefully we can uh, stay in the mix. And uh, Coach Kevin Creasy has also won some other titles, uh, three of them, I believe, back at uh, Trousdale County before coming over to Oakland. And uh, another thing I want to talk about, and and having moved from Los Angeles now where I'm in Atlanta here and, you know, SEC country, so I've got to watch what I say. But one of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of coaches here in the Southeast is, boy, don't underestimate how good Tennessee high school football is becoming. So um, I'm also going to let you be the ambassador for the entire state here and, and tell the listeners around the country how you feel uh, Tennessee football stacks up to uh, to other places here in the southeast and around the country. Well, I think Tennessee football is getting better and better every year. You know, uh, like I said, a decade ago, uh, you could always find a few players in Memphis, maybe a couple in Nashville, Chattanooga, and, and that was pretty much uh, how guys recruited Tennessee that, that come into the big bigger cities and and leave after a day. Now, now some staffs are, are spending an entire week in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee isn't quite where Georgia, Florida, Texas, some of those schools are, uh, some of those states are yet. Uh, but I do think that Tennessee is on the rise, and I'd say Tennessee's probably in the top 12. Uh, there are some really good players, and a lot of it has to do with 
not just uh, communities growing. Uh, Murfreesboro is a prime example of that you know a lot of a lot of people have moved into Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro has probably doubled in size in the last twenty years. But I will say that the coaching's gotten better. You know, the uh, off-season conditioning and training has gotten better. A lot of guys are are uh, specializing in uh, you know certain positions and and going for certain training in those positions. Seven on seven has really uh, became a big deal uh, in Tennessee. Uh, so for a while, you know, I, I was kind of uh, uh, taken back by. Some people call in Tennessee a basketball state. You know, there's some really good <laughs> basketball guys. Uh, there's a couple guys in the NBA that, that are from Tennessee. But I think that Tennessee is becoming an overall uh, really good sports state. There's some big-time pitchers that are from our area. You know, in our county alone, there's two guys uh, that, that are big-time pitchers in the major league. But uh, there's guys from Tennessee in the NBA. There's guys from Tennessee in the NFL. So I think overall – uh, Tennessee is becoming a, a really, really good uh, place where colleges can land some good recruits in a lot of different sports. Now, Coach, I know you like to keep your eye on our algorithm and our rankings, but you must know something here. Now, you just said you think Tennessee's uh, top 12, right? Well, today, you probably didn't even see this yet because you've been out there on the practice field. Uh, I took the algorithm and I put every team in the nation state by state and kind of compared states and contrasted. Florida ended up number one, but guess who ended up number 10? It would be your state, so you're pretty darn close. You're pretty smart. Yeah, there you go, number number ten. Not bad. You're in some good good company there. Florida one, California two, Georgia three, Texas four, Ohio five, Alabama six, Pennsylvania seven, Louisiana eight, New Jersey nine, and in comes the Volunteer State uh, State at number ten. How's that? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. You know, I, I've been wondering about that, and, and I figured we were at least in the top twelve. And to to give you a little perspective, you know, we just recently went to a national seven on seven this past weekend. Thirty two different teams, nineteen different states represented, and and uh, ended up losing uh, to a team that we'd beaten the day before. I think they were out of Georgia, but we finished fifth, and I thought that was pretty good representing Tennessee. We were the only team from Tennessee, uh, but played a lot of different teams, you know, and and got to match up against South Carolina, North Carolina, a team out of Texas, a uh, team out of New York, New Jersey, had some really great, great competition. And, you know, our guys matched up really well uh, with everybody we played. You know, every game was competitive, a uh, really good tournament. And i got to say, I was really proud of our guys representing Tennessee. Well, spread the word to the coaches down there. Uh, you guys are on the climb. You were you were last year uh, number thirteen. I, I kind of compared last year to this year. So you climbed three spots. I'm, I'm whenever whenever you want to retire, you can come help me out with the algorithm. I guess that's the the point of this here. Kevin Creasy is on the line, the head coach Sounds at good. Oakland, and uh, they are outside of Nashville. I got to watch when I say Nashville because you know a guy named Jeff Fisher may may or may not be welcome there. You know what I mean, Coach? But <laughs> but anyway, no uh, doubt. Let's no let's let's get into you know, you win a championship last year. Uh, the run through the playoffs, you guys were just dominant uh, in the playoffs. And and now uh, the bullseye gets a little bigger, right? You've been building the program. There's no doubt you're looked at as one of the tops in the state. But now you win that championship. Tell me a little bit about what happens comes come January when the kids get back into the weight room and you got to say, hey, guys, it's 2019, not 18. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you talk <laughs> to the kids about. Exactly. You know, I'm sure it's, it's like anyone else. You know, you got to remind those guys that 
they were a key cog to the championship team, but the championship team graduated. You know, uh, our 2018 team graduated for the most part. A lot of guys were seniors. Uh, we do have a good core group back uh, this year, but uh, we got to make sure we do a lot of similar things that the 2018 team did. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talent, but chemistry, chemistry is such a key. And we've been really lucky to, for the most part, keep our coaching staff together. Uh, likewise, our chemistry in the locker room was really good last year. It's really well right now as we fight through the hot days of July. I think chemistry and culture can make you go even further than just athleticism alone. So uh, we, we value that type of stuff. We, we try to make sure that, that our assistant coaches are well taken care of and that uh, we, we do a good job of uh, getting our guys to buy into the way we do things and buy into our unselfish ways of, of doing things. Just today, you know, there's a lot of attention. You know, who would have ever thought that, I'd be on a podcast with someone out of state talking about algorithms and our, <laughs> you know, national our national rankings. Uh, but you know that that's uh, one of those deals where you got to stay humble in this business, and and we're going to work every day just like we did last year when we were still hungry. You know, uh, there's always been a couple of obstacles that have kept us from winning a state championship prior to last year. Uh, last year was my fourth year at Oakland, and you know we felt like. All those guys have been under our system for their entire high school career. And so we felt like we deserved to win a state championship, and we were going to be really disappointed if we didn't. And uh, likewise, uh, this year, we feel like we've got some good core guys coming back, and some young guys have to step up, and we've got to go back to work. That's one thing that, that we've never shied away from is work. And even though it's pretty warm outside, uh, we feel like we need to get our bus to work, get humble again, and know that we're not going to sneak up on anybody anymore. We've got a we've got a uh, target on our on our chest, and everybody wants a shot at shot at the title. I guess you could say. Yeah, and uh, there's nothing wrong with having that bullseye there. That means somebody did something right last year. Let's get to some of these kids by name. I know you've got a, a transfer in from Indiana at, at quarterback, and you say you've got a good quarterback. So let's get some of the kids in by name. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball, some of the kids that you're looking for for leadership and then obviously performance on the field. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're a run-based team, but we do have a really good quarterback in Cody Sparks. Uh, he's a six-six guy coming in from Indiana. Uh, he's going to be a senior. He's got some looks uh, from Northern Iowa, uh, Northern Alabama, ETSU, UT Martin, uh, and he's got a couple of targets that he's going to love to throw to. Uh, Diari McDonald is probably our biggest prospect. He just committed the other day to Ole Miss. Uh, he's a guy that plays on both sides of the ball, six-one, two hundred pound DB that also plays receiver. Uh, he and D.D. Anderson both are on the basketball team. Uh, took our, our basketball team to the state tournament last year, and they both play wide receiver for me. D.R. is six one, but D.D. comes in at six foot six. So they make for really good targets. Uh, like I said, D.R. just committed the other day uh, to Ole Miss, and, and D.D. is starting to get a lot of looks as well just because of his sheer size and his natural abilities. Um, well, that being said, we do have good running backs that are, are dual threats as far as running and catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, B.J. Kennard uh, has three offers so far. We're really fired up about B.J. Kennard coming uh, off a great junior season last year, one of the fastest kids on our team. 
And then BJ, uh, BJ has a little brother that we're expecting a lot of things out of uh, coming up and, and really looking promising as just a sophomore. Uh, Jordan Brown is a guy that we're expecting great things out of. Cumberland University just offered him the other day. They're right up the road in Lebanon, Tennessee. And uh, he's, he's a guy that, you know, you can hand the ball off and, and make special things happen. But also, uh, uh, if you put the ball in the air, he just want to come down with it. So uh, really compliment uh, what our quarterback's really good at. Uh, he's, he's a guy that can get the ball out of his hands real quick. Uh, play action fake when we get a bunch of people in the box and, and throw to a running back or a receiver. And, and like I said, it, it's one of those deals where uh, we feel like we're going to probably hit the ground running just like we did last year on offense. Uh, but as always, our, our team is built off defense first. And let's before we flip over there, though, if you're a run, and I think I saw, unless you change the offense uh, during the offseason, you're, you're a wing T guy, right? That's the offense you guys run? Yeah, we based on the wing tee. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we can really be pigeonholed as a as a wing tee team, but I do think that uh, uh, we do base out of that, and uh, everything that we do kind of springs from uh, that base offense. Well, you know, I'm 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 from Pennsylvania, and I uh, I'm old enough to remember Tubby Raymond. So whenever I see wing T written about a team, I gotta get a little smile on my face there. The Delaware Blue Hens and all that. But let's uh, but let's let's talk about that offensive line before we get to the defense. Uh, get some of those kids here. What do you what do you have coming back? What do you have to rebuild? Well, we lost some really good linemen. Uh, sure did some size and athleticism. Um, you know, in this offense, you've got to have some athletic guards and some pretty nice size tackles and a center that does both. Uh, last year we sent two guys to uh, college. And uh, so we're looking to fill those holes. And, and right now it's looking like Jackson Riley. Uh, he's been our center for the last two years, starting at center. He's going to move to tackle for us. He's getting some looks. Uh, we're really proud of the way he plays. He plays with a lot of physicality. Uh, he's a couple inches too short for some of these D1 guys, but I still think he's probably going D1. Uh, his dream school is Appy State, and, you know, Appy State's a, a team that will look at a 6-1 center and, and know that uh, if they're tough enough, uh, they can play for him. And, and I, I think that uh, he has a chance to, to go and play at that level of football uh, just because he's, he's physical. Uh, he's a all-state wrestler that uh, uses his leverage, and, and like I said, all that stuff that goes with wrestling, I, I, I tell you, we've got three offensive linemen. Some of our best linemen are wrestlers uh, when they're not doing football, and I think it's uh, paid huge dividends. Um, Graham Keating is a junior that started as a sophomore on the state championship team. He comes in at 6'5". Uh, he's getting a lot of looks, not only because of his 6'5", 275-pound uh, frame, uh, but he's pretty much a 3.8 GPA guy. Uh, so because of that, he's going to be able to go anywhere he wants to, uh, even if football is not an option. But I think if football will be an option, he's getting looked at by some SEC schools right now. Uh, his dad actually played at Air Force. So um, we're looking for even bigger and better things out of Graham his junior year. Uh, so <clears throat> pretty much that's uh, the two guys that, that played a lot for us last year that are coming back. And uh, we're, we're kind of – rotating a lot of different guys at tidy and so we've got about four guys that we're trying out at tidy and hopefully one of them went over the job got kevin creasy on the line tonight uh 
Oakland Patriots, number 57 preseason 100 for high school football America. And, you know, you were talking there about wrestling, and it's funny, maybe six or seven months ago, I had uh, David Alexander, former NFL lineman, who's now the head coach at Broken Arrow in Oklahoma, and we were talking about this, and I'd love to get your take because he said he loves wrestlers on the football team. We always know wrestlers have, like, the highest GPAs and all that. From Where I'm from in Pennsylvania, it's the hotbed of, of wrestling. Uh, tell me why you think wrestlers make such good football players. How do, how do they complement each other, meaning the two sports? Well, you know, we're lucky enough where we have a great relationship with the wrestling coach. Our, our wrestling coach just happens to be the head freshman coach for us. Uh, he played college football at Tennessee Tech, but before that he won a state championship in wrestling in high school. So we think that um, he sets a really good example of what he expects a wrestling-slash-football-playing student-athlete to look like. And that's dedicated in the classroom, a well-disciplined guy that loves uh, to go take care of business in the weight room and then get into a match one-on-one. The great thing about wrestling is that if you lose, there's no excuse. You know, there's (laughs) no one else to blame it on. You know, it's you against that other guy, and it's one-on-one, and there's no excuses. Uh, Every once in a while on the O-line, you may – you know, can say that there's some miscommunication or maybe this guy should have done this or we were expecting that. But in wrestling, it's one-on-one. So everybody in the entire gym knows whose fault it was. And uh, so that's kind of humbling and, it's, you know, it kind of puts a lot of pressure on you. And because of that, you've got to use everything in your willpower uh, to get the leverage to win, to get the toughness to go through some pain and some obstacles. And, uh, not just our, our offensive line, but we got some D linemen that do the same thing. And I think it, it, it's uh, one of those deals where that sport translates into football really well because of the toughness, because of the grit, because of the grind, because you're going through a lot of different adverse situations that you got to uh, fight through, just like you're going through in the fourth quarter a lot of time. And uh, I can't lie, I've got a, a sixth grader son that, you know, he plays football, he plays baseball. Well, he picked up wrestling last year, and he absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, because of that, I think that's going to make him a tougher kid, Mm -hmm. uh, not just physically, but also mentally. Yeah, no, I have a lot of respect for the sport growing up where I grew up, that's for sure. Uh, Kevin Creasy on the line. He is the uh, head coach of the Oakland Patriots coming off of their uh, first ever under him uh, 6A championship, a high national ranking last year, number 24 in the High School Football America, 157 going into this year. And uh, before we got off on a couple of tangents there, you said it all starts with defense. So I'm just going to say, there's your softball. Tell me about that uh, Patriot defense that allowed only 88 points last year. No matter how dumb you are, 15 games and 88 points, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The defense uh, definitely takes a lot of pressure off our offense because they played such a dominating uh, type of defense, in which, you know, they, they didn't want uh, anyone to be able to kick a field goal against them. So uh, a lot of times teams had trouble crossing the 50-yard line on us. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of good players off that defense. Uh, Joseph Anderson went on and and uh, early enrolled in South Carolina. Woody Washington went on and signed with Oklahoma. So we had some really, really talented players. Uh, but we do have some coming back, and, and uh, we're looking to build off of that. Uh, our D-line is one of the most athletic in the entire state. And, you know, we've gone with uh, leaner, meaner, hopefully, type guys 
uh, that can cause some disruption on the D line and, and give offensive linemen some some fits. You know, our whole line, we tell them every day. You know, they're going against one of the best D lines that they'll ever see all year long. And uh, it starts with Kale Holman, our leading tackler from last year. Uh, Kale has got some uh, offers from schools uh, in OVC. Uh, TSU is is the first one to offer him. Uh, and hopefully he can turn into Ed Tupac Jones, one of their famous alums that, that played back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we definitely love Kale. Uh, put together well at 6'4". Uh, got arms that stretch all the way to about his kneecaps. Just a long individual that plays with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, does a great job in the weight room for us. And uh, hopefully he'll step up and, and take over where uh, Joseph Anderson played last year. Uh, he played every snap for us last year. Uh, but it was oftentimes because we had injuries and ended up leading the team in tackles. Uh, so we're expecting dominating uh, performances out of Kale Holman this year. And uh, not only him, but we've got a couple other guys that are, are seeing uh, seeing a lot of playing time from this past year and our spring scrimmage. I was really impressed uh, with uh, this brand-new guy that we got that his older brother played for us and dominated they were they were transfers in from Mississippi. Both of them were in not just football, but weightlifting as far as competitive weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, it, it's amazing to see uh, a guys that that not only lift weights like we do, getting ready for football season, but also doing it in a competitive standpoint. That's another sport that we actually don't offer here in Tennessee, uh, but but we're really looking uh, forward to. Bud Colin Spencer, you know, his little, uh, he's the little brother of a guy that played for us and went on to junior college in California named Blake Spencer. And he is going to be a terror in the A gap just like his brother was. And right beside of him is Jalen Willard, who's uh, got a couple offers. We're expecting a couple more for Jalen. Jalen uh, does a really good job playing inside for us. And all those big guys on the B line. Uh, they do a great job of destroying blockers and uh, making sure that they clear up everything for our linebackers. Uh, our second leading tackler coming back for a senior campaign is Quentin Bozinski. Uh Q, we call him. Uh, Q's done a really good job of playing linebacker for us. Had a couple big interceptions uh, in the semifinals uh, to lead us to the state tournament, uh, state championship. So we're really glad with the core guys that we do have coming back up front to stop the run and get after passers. Uh, but we also have a couple guys coming back in the secondary with D.R.E. McDonald and D.D. Anderson, two, two guys that I've already mentioned on the offensive side that play both ways, and they're going to do a good job on defense as well. Kevin Creasy on the line, Oakland Patriot football, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. And I was joking with Coach, uh, every so often I can't say Murfreesboro, so I'm going to stop. I got it right twice. I may not be saying it with a pro- <laughs> with a proper Tennessee twang, but anyway, we're talking Tennessee football here tonight. Number 57 of the preseason high school football, America 100. A uh, couple of things before we go away here. want to talk, uh, you know, you got some new turf there, I hear. Uh, you're going to be playing on some turf, so tell me a little bit about how, how excited you are to have uh, – especially if you're a running team, to have a nice, solid track to be running on. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, our field gets a lot of usage. We never want to turn away anyone from using our field. So in order to do that, we're having a hard time growing grass uh, because somebody's always on it. 
uh, whether it be a soccer team or uh, lacrosse or we want to get our middle school, uh, youth football, all those guys use it. Of course, we're doing the NFL flag football stuff now, and, and somebody's on it almost every day, and we're really excited to get our official turf, uh, get our surface down where it's always going to be playable, it's always going to be usable. Uh, we're not going to have to mow it or paint it anymore. Our coaches are fired up about that. Uh, but, yeah, we're really excited on the changes that we got going in our school. And, you know, uh, you look at what kind of jobs are, are really favorable. You know, you got to have good administrative support. you got to have good players. And then somewhere around there is, is facilities. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that really turned me on about this Oakland job a few years ago is they have an indoor practice facility. You know, not everybody in Tennessee has one of those. And uh, we get a lot accomplished in our indoor. Matter of fact, it came a huge storm this morning, and we never missed a beat by coming right inside. Uh, we got a 140-yard practice field that our freshmen were on, and, and they came in, and they were able to also get into our indoor and, and not miss any of their practice as well. Uh, we've got a phenomenal locker room, weight room. Uh, and in our school in general, it is great. Uh, Friday nights are special. You know, we've got a huge jumbotron. And so I feel like the next step would be uh, turf field. And so we're, we're really fired up about getting that installed and, and being able to play on it in August. And uh, one of the things that happens when you get good, this isn't just in Tennessee, it's all over the country, talk to all kinds of coaches asking me, Jeff, hey, uh, we need a game, nobody wants to play us and all that, and uh, over the last several years you've had that good uh, regular season battle with Marysville, another power there in the state, Uh, and I I guess that's going away this year, but in in some ways that's good, as I said before, we rolled the tape here, because playing a team twice in a year in high school football is not easy, so what's your, uh, what do you think of your schedule this year, uh, the regular season? Yeah, you know, uh, the Maryville game was a huge rival. Uh, it was a great game uh, between two really good fan bases. And, and, of course, we ended up seeing each other in the fourth round of the playoffs both times. And whoever won in the regular season ended up losing uh, in the playoffs. Uh, both years we flip-flopped it. And uh, we weren't able to get each other on the schedule this year. Maybe in the future we can. You know, Maryville's uh, one of the winningest programs in the entire state. I think they have about 18 uh, state championships under their belt. Uh, they have a huge win streak at home that just recently got broken, and uh, they've got really good coaches, really good players. Uh, and if the cards fall where they may, uh, you know, if we take care of business and they do what they've always done, we may end up seeing each other. Uh, we may also not see each other. So uh, if if we're going to have that kind of game like we had with the electricity and the crowd that we had in the fourth round last year, uh, we both got a lot of a lot of work to do between now and then. Uh, but I know that they're always going to be a traditional powerhouse, and, and uh, they have uh, found someone uh, on the schedule uh, to take our place. And, you know, it was a long drive for both schools, uh, but in their place we ended up picking up Germantown, Tennessee, which is on the outskirts of uh, Memphis. So, again, we're going to have a long bus trip. Uh, But we always try to get at least one far-off school to play. And I think it's going to be about a a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride uh, to get to Germantown. But there may be an instance in the playoffs where we're going to have to get on uh, a bus and, and go play an unfamiliar opponent. 
and have to get ready for them that week. And, and uh, like I said, take that business trip approach instead of, uh, you know, think that we're going sightseeing at a town that we've never <laughs> been to before. So uh, we feel like we're kind of conditioning our guys to get ready for the playoffs by playing somebody pretty far off that we're not too familiar with and, and getting a good battle with a team like Germantown. I think they finished – 12 and one last year and so it's it's going to be a, a good game for us early in the season as well yeah i've been taking a couple of trips since moving back to the southeast here across tennessee and it, it, it kind of sneaked up on me how how long the state is let's just put it that way let's uh let's <laughs> wrap up with one question is where uh, you know you guys have spring ball you talked about that already you're coming into fall camp what are a couple of the things that you're saying to yourself right now and your staff hey guys these are the one two three things that we got to definitely get worked out and fall camp if we expect to come back and defend the way we want to defend well you know i think it starts with trying to fill the holes of the guys that have gone along and, and now are going to be playing on saturdays uh you know when you lose guys uh that are not just really good players on the field but just instrumental in your meeting rooms instrumental in your locker room uh instrumental in in, in the classroom you know uh i think they were well-liked individuals that, that demanded support. You know, our student body loves supporting guys that, that were just good human beings, not just good football players. And these guys were well-liked. So now we're going to have to get guys, uh, that are well-respected and, and well-liked in the locker room and in schools, uh, just trying to get these guys, uh, to model the behavior of a Joseph Anderson or a Woody Washington, uh, to go out and be able to, uh, not just uh, say words that, that are useless, but practice what they preach. And, uh, you know, it's always one of those things where we want guys to be vocal if they're vocal in nature. Uh, we don't want to make anybody do anything that, that they're not comfortable with. But, but at the same time, if they're going to be vocal, we want them to be able to back it up with their actions. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're, we're definitely going to have to fill some voids with guys that were not just good football players, but also – uh, really good leaders, and uh, now these guys that were following them, now they're going to have to be the leaders. So I'd say that would be step one. Step two, of course, uh, we want to uh, play as dominant on defense as as we did last year, and then uh, thirdly, we want to be real productive on offense. Uh, we don't want to put our defense in bad situations, but we want to be real productive. Uh, we definitely want to go on the offensive on offense, and then be secure in the special teams. You know, last year. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Football kicker winner, which in our state, there's only one kicker in all classifications that wins basically the kicker of the year. And that just happened to be our guy uh, that went on and, and got a scholarship uh, to kick for East Tennessee State. Uh, but with his graduation, we've got a couple kickers that are fighting it out, trying to, to win a starting position. And there were a couple games that were tight. That, that our kicking game really won the game for us. I think back to uh, the third round of the playoffs, we had to punt seven times. The opposing team, Mount Juliet, they punted seven times. They came after every one of our punts, and our, our guy ended up averaging 48 yards a punt, and we actually blocked one of their punts, and it was pretty much the difference in the ball game. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we weigh heavily on our special teams. Uh, we've been lucky enough to, to have some really good kickers over the years, and uh, hopefully this year uh, we can have some other guys step up. Uh, you know, it's always good to have a great long snapper. 
it's always great to have great athletes that understand the importance of special teams to go out there and, and to, to make special teams special, to make them important. And I think that's been the difference in, in uh, a couple of our big wins over the last few years. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, high school football is no longer a four-month-a-year job. It's a, a 365, and I know how busy you guys are, so we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and introducing your program uh, to the listeners around the nation. And uh, best of luck in 2019. Well, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I've been following you guys. Uh, when I got this job, they pretty much told me it was uh, mandatory to get on Twitter, and, and so you were one of the first guys that I noticed and I followed and I thought the algorithm was pretty unique and, uh, uh, you know, oftentimes pretty accurate, but uh, love what you do for high school football, and hopefully we can hold up our end of the deal and, and uh, you know, defend our, our nice ranking that we got from you guys, and hopefully maybe we can even move up a few notches. But uh, we appreciate go. what you've done and appreciate having me on the podcast. Uh, maybe you can edit out a few of my uhs and stuff <laughs> to make me sound real smart. <laughs> well, well, let's put it. Well, I'm from Pennsylvania, and I'm 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 Dutch, but I'm actually Pennsylvania Dutch, which is Pennsylvania German, and they always call them dumb Dutchmen. So we're fine. We had a guy from Tennessee who's got some ums, and you got me with my uh, some of the things we say in Pennsylvania. So we we did a good job. But thanks for the kind words, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. All right, appreciate it. Again, that's Kevin Creasy, head coach at. Oakland High School outside of Nashville in Tennessee. And that'll do it for today's High School Football America podcast. Tune in tomorrow as we will have more of a preview of the 2019 high school football season. Don't forget, you can listen to us many, many places aside from highschoolfootballamerica.com. You can listen to us on Apple Podcast. You can register at iTunes. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Lots and lots of ways to listen to the High School Football America podcast. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying I'll talk to you tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.